Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey everybody out there, welcome back to Positively Wrestling. I am Tim Kennard, and joining me today, as always, is the heel to my baby face, the brain to my gorilla, the one messed up contact to huge bruise on the side of my face, Stephen Davidson. How you doing today, sir? Can we can we do a cipher celebration? A cipher celebration? Just like hit row. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Oh man. Or a that... freestyle. <laughs> hit it. Go for it. No. Okay. <laughs> but that was awesome. We're going to talk about that a little bit later uh, when we get to NXT. But yeah, how are you doing today, sir? Doing all right. I'm getting ready. Black Widow tonight. That's First right. Marvel movie in over two years in the theater. I'm excited, or at all, really. And I'm excited and I'm, I'm ready. So we're recording early. We're getting this done. Uh, if anything big happens on NXT UK, uh, we'll talk about it next week, I guess. Yes. And um, also, how good is Loki? Oh, my goodness. Ah, show. yes. So good, so good. But this isn't a Marvel podcast, although we could probably do one. Yeah, pretty uh, easily. <laughs> pretty easily. But well, we're here to talk about wrestling, and we're going to kick things off, as we always do, with our fantastic three-count segment. It was your challenge this past week. And uh, remind everybody what the challenge was. I just wanted to know your three favorite wrestling characters, with the criteria being concept, and execution. I don't care about wrestling matches, just the characters, concept, and execution. Which three of you enjoyed the most? Ah, excellent. Excellent. And uh, yeah, so this is a real fun one. Um, I actually, and uh, disclaimer, we'll say honorable mention. Uh, what would normally be in my top three, but I chose because I've talked about him several times, I decided to not have him in there just to make it a little bit more diverse. And that's the hurricane. So I didn't put the hurricane in there. He is one of my favorite wrestling characters of all time. Uh, but I've spent three, four, five shows talking about the hurricane before. So I left him off the list just for that reason. Uh, but my number three, as uh, we get into it, and we're going back and we're going down to Cobb County, Georgia. I always loved the big boss man. Man, Ray Trailer. I love the big boss, man. Uh, I liked him as a heel. I liked him as a face. Uh, when he be- kind of was Secret Service boss man later. And like the enforcer, boss- yeah, the enforcer for Vince. And yeah, not, not quite. But I love that old school character. The original uh, take. The original take on the big boss man, both heel and face, I thought was just fantastic. Yes. Um, and it played so well. Uh, at the time uh, when characters were that was wrestling everything was characters. we talked last week about how what's kind of missing we're missing some of that we need more characters uh in wrestling today to help freshen things up and uh at the time i just you know that music would hit he would come down he was a great talker and even though obviously he had the the big southern accent but that's fine we're from the south <laughs> yeah it didn't. It didn't really stick out to me like some people get all huffy and puffy about people. With I accents. thought it fit the character too. Yeah, I mean Cobb County, Georgia. Why do you expect him to sound right? Come out with the nightstick, 
loved the finish. But again, we're talking about just the character, even though he had great matches. Notwithstanding, he was a, he was a great performer in the ring. But yeah, I just love the execution and everything put together for the big boss man. Excellent choice. Excellent choice. Didn't didn't make mine, but he would definitely be high up there for sure. Ah. Um, it, it was tough paring it down to just just three. Yeah, um, there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot. And uh, my number three probably not going to be a huge shock. Uh, he's back. And he's on my list, the Million Dollar Man, ah, Ted DiBiase, yes. at a strong number three. He could have easily been number two or number one. This was tough to, to kind of decide on an order. But I, I put him at number three, just oh, just the, the vignettes where he was going out and, and spending money at hotels. And then the, the live segments with the kids where he was offering them money to do stuff and then... <laughs> and then preventing the them from doing away. it yeah, yeah. all great stuff um uh the vignettes when he was uh crafting and buying the million dollar belt which we've yeah. recently seen uh just he lived the gimmick vince paid for him to be seen in public as a million dollar man paid for the limos paid for that lifestyle for him he was the million dollar man and it it showed it translated to the screen and he committed to it. And I don't see that anybody could have done that role the way he did that role. And uh, he, he was, I mean, he was one of the big stars of my childhood when I was really getting into wrestling and he made it so fun. And I, I hated him so much and I, I wanted <laughs> Hogan and, and uh, Savage just to beat him every time. And he was doing his job and he did great with it. And it was fantastic, fantastic stuff. Yes, yes. Excellent choice, sir. Excellent choice. My number two, uh, it's going to be a little controversial, I feel, mm. because a lot of people consider this one of the worst characters of all time. Mm. I loved it at the time. Now, I'm going to throw the disclaimer out there. This performer never hit it big, really. Uh, it was the hype leading up to the debut, and shortly after that, I thought it was awesome. And in retrospect, I think it was ahead of its time. I think the character of Glacier would have been a much bigger hit closer to this era than it had the chance of being back then. Obviously, they were trying to cash in on the Mortal Kombat craze back then uh, with the arcade machines and the home consoles. Should have gone with Katana. Yes, uh, <laughs> most definitely. But they had this character, and I... Forgive me, I, I didn't get a chance to look up the actual performer's name. Uh, but they hyped that he was coming, and the vignettes that they, they did for Glacier were just so awesome and gave me, and I was a huge more, we were both huge more combat fans. Still am. Yes. And I, I loved the look. I loved the the outfit design. Uh, the guy definitely knew his martial arts, so he fit in right there. Um, like I say, I think this was one of those characters that was probably about you know, came out about 10 to 15 years too early. Uh, and I think he would have been a much bigger success had it been attempted later. Now, obviously that wouldn't have been with WCW. Uh, they weren't around 10 to 15 years. after that. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I always enjoyed Glacier and I was really hyped for him to debut and was excited and was very sad that it didn't work out and didn't go anywhere. Sometimes it just, doesn't. it just doesn't. Yeah. It just doesn't, but I still enjoyed the character. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, a an, an interesting 
one to look back on because it was hyped so much. Yes. Uh, like this is going to be the next guy. That's yeah. that's what it felt like. It and felt like yeah. It felt like they were getting ready to debut a guy that man. This guy's going to be wrestling for titles in two months. This guy's going to be Hogan's in trouble. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the NWO is like. going to get frozen out, and we're going to finish him. You know, right? <laughs> it's going to be crazy. And then yeah. it's like it was like a wet fart in church, man. It just didn't <laughs> it didn't yeah. work out. I don't even remember a Glacier match. Like, I remember him wrestling, but I don't remember any specific matches. Yeah. Uh, I don't I mean, remember I, who he wrestled. I don't know. And that's the same thing. I can't really think of it. And I thought what was interesting, they, they actually had a second character that they had that was kind of tied into this. And I, I think he did wrestle this character. It's kind of the, the only program he was really put into, uh, if I remember correctly. And that was Mortis. Now, mm. Mortis was portrayed by Chris Canyon. Mm-hmm. Who's better than Canyon? everybody no not really canyon was a fantastic worker he was that's just what the crowd would that's just that was yeah. just the gimmick yeah um but uh yeah he, he had this kind of he almost had the the mask that made him look a lot like shao Kahn. yeah to put it in but he had all the green but yeah that was the uh the kind of the fighting game uh craze back then but yeah that yeah. was my number two yeah excellent excellent all right for me number two might surprise some people, but not if you were around for it and not if you saw it and not if you really paid attention to it. Because when Matt Bourne played Evil Doink, barely Ooh, anything yes. better. Yes. And I'm talking the evil, evil version of evil the version of Doink. Evil Doink. Um, Ray Apollo did fine with the face version, um, but th- that was just far. It was standard fare, basically. That's what you'd expect from a clown character. But Evil Doink was layered um it was complex um uh, the music the music was awesome because mm-hmm. it started with a and then it got creepy yeah uh it was probably inspired by stephen king's it um it, this was just a, a couple of years after the tim curry television miniseries mm-hmm. and uh probably had something to do with evil doink um he, he wasn't evil that long, really. Uh, had had a program with Crush. They wrestled at WrestleMania 9. Um, did some stuff with Mr. Perfect and with Marty Jannetty. And, but it wasn't too long before he became a face and was replaced by Ray Apollo. But um, the evil character was just something you don't see in wrestling. And it transcended. Like, because he was evil, he wasn't really a clown that's how it came across he was pretending to be something in order to get something that he wanted and that made it deeper for me and it wasn't just a gimmick it wasn't someone actually trying to say i'm a real trash man when i'm not here like this was a manipulative guy who wanted something and we don't know what and it was scary yes yes and this one definitely circled my list uh and was definitely one in contention um but yeah evil doink was just so cool and yes like you say probably had to have some inspiration from stephen king's it plus i mean i know plenty of people that just have this weird fear of cl- i won't say yeah, weird right but I mean, just because i'm not afraid of clowns but some people have a, a legitimate like deep-rooted fear mm-hmm. of clowns yeah um i actually when i was doing um local theater i remember there was a girl that was in a show with me 
and we're still friends on Facebook. You can't even do like a clown meme and put it on her wall. She will get very upset. Wow. And freaked out. Like she yeah. just, she hates clowns. Yeah. And, eh. and I think, you know, that also is it. They were, you know, kind of preying on that for the audience and it really worked. At least mm-hmm. I, I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but Matt Bourne definitely kind of took that to the next level. Yeah. That character of Doink, which at the time you're like, oh, okay, this is a kitty character. They brought him out for the kids, blah, blah, blah. And then he comes in with the evil and you're just like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Kids are going to start having nightmares. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that was great. It was great. Yeah. Um, number one for me. And like I say, uh, Hurricane would probably have been in this spot. Uh had I kept him on the list, but instead I've decided to go with a current roster superstar who I'm very, very much enjoying, even though they've, they've not handled it the best at a few times, but I absolutely love the character when we go to Alexa's playground. Ah, I really, really enjoy the dark version of Alexa. I enjoyed the fiend as well. Um, I know those kind of characters do kind of go hand in hand just with how they've been performed, but I am such a huge Alexa fan. I had to give it to her rather than to uh, Wyatt. And yeah, huh? It's your list. It's my list. Um, But yeah, I just really enjoy the whole look, the presentation. Uh, Like I say, my only gripe with all of this has been a little bit of the slow execution of getting from point a to point b with the character but as far as the look how she performs it um and and just the aesthetic of it all i think it's it's top notch it's great excellent really really enjoy it that would probably be my favorite today okay um if you're not counting the million dollar man well right technically today um but yeah yeah i I can't blame you there that's that's a good choice we've had some good choices oh we've had some great choices you know what we haven't had yet what's that a perfect choice i had a feeling perfect is my number one now in concept this is very simple yes the guy's great at everything that's it that's that's the pitch he doesn't lose he's great at everything but the way that kurt hennig delivered it and executed it took it so far beyond that Uh, it was because of his execution that he was the first heel that I liked as a kid because he was so freaking good at what he was doing in that role. And he always found he or the booking always found a way that even if he didn't quite come out on top, and I think I mentioned this before, like in a couple of Royal Rumbles, Mm -hmm. he still, uh, there was one Royal Rumble in 1989. He didn't win it. He didn't win any Royal Rumbles, Mm -hmm. but he was, in the ring the longest so he had the record so that gave him something right that nobody else had and then the next year 1990 he didn't win it but he was the last one eliminated so Mm -hmm. that gave him something so um it was always something he always had something to to work with and he he worked well with it and uh if only if if he hadn't been around at the same time as hogan and the warrior he would have been champion yeah um, agreed just timing uh, that's all that was as mm-hmm. it was with so many others um and you know we've done that three count before and i think yeah. for a lot of them it was just timing um 
but he was just so cool. I, I went to buy a Mr. Perfect shirt and they, they were out of my size. Um, so I, I have no Mr. Perfect shirt. Um, yeah, they have a couple, but there's one I don't really like. It's a little too colorful for me, but um, I think the word you're looking for is gaudy. <laughs> gaudy. Yes, that would, that would be that would be. Yeah, um, I have a hit row shirt coming, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but I had to put him at number one and it was tough. Like I had to leave off Razor Ramon, who I've talked about. Yep. Uh, the honky tonk man. Almost yeah. Made the uh, list. Yeah. There have been some good ones. Uh, uh, yeah. Mr. Perfect is my number one. A couple other just honorable mentions for me that were close. Uh, the model Rick yeah. Martel, such a great character. And uh, people don't think about this, but it really was a significant character choice and difference. Hollywood Hogan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, his take when he when he did the turn and went heel was just incredible, mm-hmm. fantastic, and one of the biggest moments in wrestling. But um, but yeah, such a fun little three count there reviewing the characters. I really, really, really dig that. Um, what do you have? Okay, so speaking. Well, I guess. Well, not. I can't say speaking. That's a bad segue. Oh man, horrible segue. That has nothing to do with my three count, but. Um, <laughs> What I want to know is your three favorite um, mystery opponent reveals. Whoa. Okay. Now, criteria is we, now there's, you can do this, there's two kind of ways. Now, this can be achieved by if there was a match against somebody who was wearing a mask and then they reveal themselves to be someone else. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, and uh, if it's just billed as so-and-so versus a mystery opponent, we just cannot find out who that opponent is until the match. Match time. Okay. So it has to be the surprise opponent. All right. Can Savio um, Vega be on the list three times? Technically, he could. Okay. All right. <laughs> technically, he could. But I'm like, done. Let's record. But, uh, for instance, one that would not count, obviously, is like, Mr. America. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. We all knew it was Hogan, so that doesn't really count. <laughs> right, right. It has to be at least... Or or Hulk machine and giant machine. Yes, so yeah. it has to be somewhat of... secret. Even, even if you had figured it out before they took the mask off, but as far as the general public, we have to have kind of not known who it was. Mm-hmm. But yeah, your three favorite, one of those. Okay. A thinker, a little bit outside the box. Yeah, yeah. A thinker, because there haven't been a whole lot of those. Yeah, so we're probably going to have a little crossover here, but I think it'll still be a fun one. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, definitely have to think about it. All right, so yeah, tune in next week for that. Uh, uh, We got all the details of uh, how you can let us know what your favorite three characters, or just characters in general that you've liked in history, are. Uh, We also, you can give us... Your wrestling ideas. history. Wrestling we history. We don't care about Harry Potter. Well, that's true. That's true. That's true. Run for the win. <laughs> um, uh, but also let us know your uh, favorite mystery opponent reveals. Might give us some ideas. Yes. <laughs> yeah, let us know, please. As we're going to have to to put our thinking caps on for this one. Uh, I may have dug my own grave, but that's okay. Uh <laughs> Well, let's get into the wrestling show proper. We have so much to talk about. It has been an explosive week in wrestling for sure. And let's kick off with SmackDown. 
And uh, oh, Baron Corbin, sad panda meme. Bad panda. Sad panda. Although I, I'm saying it now, I think. House. What? I'm tearing my house down. Oh, no, you're tearing your house down. I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. We're good. Demolition screw. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm saying it now. I think Corbin is getting after we get to the draft and through the draft. Corbin is getting ear tagged for a huge push. Okay. I think this is leading into that. Now, I could be completely wrong because a lot of people have been talking about what they have trademarked for his new character, which is Happy Corbin. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm a little worried. (laughs) But given anything would be more interesting than he's been for me up to this point. Yeah. But like, and I actually really, really liked seeing the side of like when um, Boogs was backstage and kind of kept hitting the the king uh, puns and all that right. stuff on him. And at the end, he was just like, man, screw you, man. He just walks off. Fair play to Corbin. He is performing it very well. Mm-hmm. He, mm-hmm. he is. He's coming off very sad, sympathetic. Not shaving. Not shaving. He's looking rough. So I don't know. I, I, I'm I'm actually interested to see where the Corbin character goes from here. They, they've mm-hmm. managed to pull me in and, and get me a little invested in what we're doing with Baron Corbin. Agreed. And I've never been invested in Baron Corbin. Yeah, so, and that's what I've never yeah. been to the point where I thought I would care. And now you're getting me there. So hopefully good stuff is to come with this. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Um, but uh, we also got Bianca and Bailey stepping up uh, their game. And now we're going to get... The very awesome and one of my favorite stipulation matches, an I quit match. Is it a step up or is it a lateral move? Well, yeah, it's more of a lateral move because we just or, had a hell in a cell. Or may, maybe a slight step down. It's, it's, uh, to me, this just reinforces the fact that we don't need a hell in a cell pay-per-view. It's true. It's very, very true because it forces you to have that match and throw things out of order. Yeah. In, in storyline. Although, I will make the argument... Of this, yes, Hell in a Cell is almost more of a grand stage, but it, you know you can just beat your opponent up, beat him to a pulp. The more humiliating thing in wrestling kayfabe, I would say, is to make your opponent physically say they quit. Like I give up, I can't go on. You are better than me. Mm-hmm. So when you look at it like that, maybe it is a little bit of progression, but could be, could be. But like I said, I'm, I'm reaching there. I'm reaching. Well, I'm I mean, reaching. yeah. yeah I, mean, I mean, I see that argument. I see that argument. It just seems, yeah, Hell in a Cell is just a bigger stage, kind of like you said. Yeah. And it just feels like more of a, oh, because this of the potential spectacle. for violence. Yeah. 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 But I mean, we've seen violent I quit matches for sure. Yes. I mean, The Rock hit Mick Foley in the head 11 times with a chair in an I quit match. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope that doesn't happen again, but it did happen once. So, you know, they can get brutal. Um and again, and again, this is just more um, more reinforcement of the fact that the the roster is so small. So this is Bailey's third title shot in yeah. three pay per views. Mm-hmm. They because they have to keep it going. Otherwise, Bianca is running through everyone, and she won't have anybody left. Yeah, like it seems like. And uh, when we get to Raw, we're going to talk about this too. But it seems like right now, as we await live crowds which are just a couple weeks away about a week and a half away from tonight smackdown is the last one in yeah. the thunder so one week from today we are going to have live crowds 
uh, for WWE events. And it's almost like they're spinning their wheels in place to get there. They've kind of hit a pause button. So we're seeing lots and lots of rematches right now. Um, and not really progressing a lot of storylines outside of that, which two things have come of this. I feel a, yes, we're getting a lot of, again, the repeat matches, but B the undercard is getting to develop a little bit more, just a little bit. Um, but as you say, Bianca Bailey, Bianca's running out of opponents. Or she so, would if they weren't doing this. If they weren't doing this. <laughs> Bailey's her first opponent. And, you know, that's this is the only reason why. Yeah. But to add to that, we have a new challenger. Or actually, yes. a returning challenger that showed up on SmackDown. Uh, of course, we had um, uh, Sonya Sonya. Deville come out and announce another person to be joining the women's money in the bank, which they've had to piecemeal to us on SmackDown. Cause again, they don't got nobody yep. <laughs> uh, last week. It was of course, Carmella this week. Surprise, surprise. Zelina Vega has returned to the WWE. Um, uh, we had heard rumors of this possibility for a couple months now. Uh, and it looks like they were true. Yeah, so uh, we, we thought they weren't when they let Alistair go. Yeah. So a little surprising, if only for that reason. Yes, uh, but came back and and I, I made the comment to you. I was like, man, AJ Lee looks different. Yeah. <laughs> now, this is a double-sided joke. Yeah. A, because I thought she sounded exactly like AJ when she was on the mic. It mm-hmm. said, I, I closed my eyes. I'm just like, okay, it's AJ Lee. But it's also funny because if you've seen the movie Fighting with My Family, right, based on Paige, and you know this, Zelina Vega actually played the character of AJ Lee in that movie, right, um, and did a good job at mm-hmm. uh, the mimicking of AJ Lee. And then, of course, even you know, Liv Morgan comes out upset again that she's being passed over for the Money in the Bank, uh, gets all mad and says, "Fine, let's have a match right now, and we get our our match." And wins. Um, Zelina Vega taking the fall, but it's not going to hurt Zelina at all. Um, I don't believe. No, no. I mean, but she's I, never been like a dominating force in the women's division. It's fine. Yeah. But then I thought it was even more funny that she did like the spider submission thing that AJ did. Yes. <laughs> Which yes. I thought was funny. Um, yeah. So welcome okay, back. So, oh, yeah, go ahead. Welcome back, Zelina. So here's what's happening with Liv. Here's my prediction. You ready? You've had okay. your Rhea predictions. Here's my live prediction. Okay. Okay. Tonight it's on your, SmackDown. It's your, your only, you only live once prediction. Yes. Yes. Tonight on SmackDown, Sonya comes out, announces somebody else okay. for Money in the Bank, not Liv. Liv comes out, beats them. Next week, one of two things happens. Either Sonya finally relents and announces lives in it, or Sonia announces herself for it. And Liv comes out and says only, well, not that she can make the rules, but she challenges Sonia to a match for that last spot. And then I think Liv wins. I think Liv has to be in this match at this point, but she's not going to win the money in the bank. I think she's going to come very close and be the one that almost wins at the end. And okay. somebody will cost her at the end, and it might be Sonia. Yeah, I, and as you were saying that, in my mind, I was like, 
this is going to be how we get Sonya Deville back in the ring. Mm-hmm. Is it could be, gonna, could be. Yeah, she's going to announce herself for the match, and I like this idea a lot. My uh, my friend Mark asked me if I thought that this was a way to get Sonya into the match, and at the time I didn't. So I know Mark's listening to this and saying, "Hey," um, but I thought about it. <laughs> afterwards and said you know maybe it could be but i was thinking more in terms of what the arc is for live because this is live's story they're using yes. money in the bank on smackdown to tell a story all about live morgan which yes. is fantastic yes. so even if she doesn't win money in the bank i think she's going to come out ahead here i agree i agree i think this is being used as a vehicle for her to give her some spotlight and make her a credible contender to put into the title picture whether that be with Bianca or whoever is champion at the time when they pull the trigger on this mm-hmm. and, and giving her that kind of uh, main event spotlight for the women's championship. Um, so, yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I wonder who will be the, well, of course, I mean, they could go ahead and pull that trigger tonight because something tells me we're not going to get the final entrant for the money in the bank announced before the show could be for the mystery live crowds and the anything can happen someone can show up Becky Lynch um (laughs) you know stuff like that um so we'll see but uh so maybe even as as early as tonight we could see Sonya pull that card and give you a week to hype up a match between her and Liv Mm -hmm. for next week Winner goes in. Winner goes in. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, could be. Or you get, you know, you do that, and the same thing happens. Liv wins, so she's in. But then Sonya says, "Well, I'm still going to be in the match. So I'm going to make sure you never win." And then maybe Adam Pierce says, "No, no, Sonya, you can't be in the match. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're you're overstepping your authority. You're, you know, yeah. who knows?" But I am interested. I'm very interested to see where they go with this, and uh, hopefully, uh, big big things for Liv Morgan. That's, yeah. that's, that's the hope because she yep. truly deserves it. Yeah. Um, okay. So now we got to get to some of the, uh, some bad news uh, this week, uh, of course, uh, with the Usos. Now, first off, they have seemingly on TV, they've kind of switched out Jimmy and Jay, which makes no sense because Jay it was main event Jay Uso and he was the right hand. And then kind of Jimmy comes back and then it's like, okay, is Jay taking a vacation? Because now Jimmy is the exact same thing. He's trying to prove himself to Roman. Jay is like fed up. So he's left and Jimmy's trying to be uh, the number two guy in main event, Jimmy Uso. This was such a good story. And now this is ruining it for me because it doesn't make any sense. Like why Jimmy was so against doing this. And then he's just suddenly switched. Yeah his his view on it why like there were nothing even happened to cause that and why did jay just decide i'm not coming back like he was so dedicated to roman and now yeah. he's just like oh now i'm out and jimmy was the opposite and he says now i'm in and nothing happened there was no there there was no event that caused them yeah, to change like, their perspectives you could have given us an injury angle saying jay was hurt or even kayfabe be like, oh, yeah, he's dealing with an injury. That's why we've decided to switch it up, you know, kind of thing, even if he's not really hurt and just taking time off. You'd still have to explain why Jimmy is suddenly all in on yeah, this. The, and that's crazy. But the big wrench that's getting thrown into all of this, unfortunately, is personal demons. And, yeah. of course, reported, I believe it was um, Monday night. 
Monday night, uh, early Tuesday morning when I read it, that um, Jimmy Uso... I remember it was Monday night because it meant he wasn't watching Raw. Oh. (laughs) Stood out to me. Yeah, uh, Jimmy Uso, uh, for the second time, been arrested uh, with a DUI charge. Uh, And uh, I believe it was in Florida. And he blew a zero point two something. It was point two oh three to two oh five. And making two oh five live jokes, and that's why I remember that. Uh and I think the uh the limit there is a zero point zero eight. Zero eight, yeah. yeah. So more than uh, twice. Well well yeah. above the legal limit. Yeah. Um this is obviously not a accident i feel because this this is pattern behavior mm-hmm. based on previous things that we've heard in his previous arrest um what i'm reading and hearing is that you know with the first one wwe was kind of like you know that's their personal life we're disappointed but you know they're a human being that's their life this time around it doesn't seem like they're going to be as Understanding. Uh, understanding or willing to turn the blind eye. Forgiving, yeah. Uh, apparently, uh, news coming out that people are very upset. Um, I, I, what does this do to the storyline? Uh, I, I don't know about that. I, I hope he gets it taken care of and yes, then uh, gets his, his issues get under help. control. Yeah. Get help for Jimmy Uso. Um you can't have people out there driving under the influence. Thousands of people die every year because of drunk drivers and people driving under the influence of whatever substance that they enjoy. And I mean, this is just what if, you know, cause you, you hate to do it, but what if this had been an accident? What right. if, if something had happened? Yeah. Luckily he was pulled over and, you know, commend, the law enforcement for catching it, pulling him over, handling it so that no one was hurt. But this is just, uh, it's very disappointing uh, from a standpoint is I love the Usos. I love the Uso characters. I love the theme, the entrance, love everything that they do. I've really enjoyed again, Jay with Roman again, the pivot to Jimmy very weird, but I've loved the, the family storyline. And having them there and getting some main event spotlight, pun intended, for Jimmy and Jay. But, um, yeah, this is just so disappointing. I really do hope that they can get him some help. Yeah. And yeah. I believe WWE will because they do care. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they they've helped care. they've helped people who weren't even working for them anymore. Yes. So... Yeah. But unfortunately, I do think uh, we probably are not going to see Jimmy for a while. That would be my guess. I, you know, we'll, we'll see. But yeah, that that would be my guess. We might see Jay back on SmackDown. Yeah. Um, the big, uh, as far as just getting back to the story, the big question is, will they use this in storyline? I doubt it. I I think it's. It's not a Jeff Hardy situation where he's beaten it and he's he's back in control of his life and he can kind of give the approval to say, all right, we can make a story out of this and show people that 
that, you know, it's, it's normal. I think going in the middle of it, I don't think they will being in the middle of it. I mean, I don't think they will. So you think they just kind of, maybe Jay just shows back up and they kind of just ignore everything that's been happening with Jimmy. They might mention him offhand and just kind of like they did with Jay. Like Jay said, he's not coming back. That's all they said. Oh, that's true. Maybe something like that with Jimmy. Yeah. So lots of questions surrounding the family storyline and where they're going to go with this. Um, Luckily, hopefully, if rumors are true, we'll be getting John Cena back. uh, And that will kind of get people. The people won't have to worry about it or think about it. Mm -hmm. Although I think it is interesting to to note that in that family story, I did read that um, uh, one of the elder Samoans in the family I guess took to Twitter and said that uh, Roman should treat his family with more respect or he's going to come down and smack the taste out of his mouth <laughs> something like that. In reference to the story, I would assume. Uh, yeah, in, in reference to the story. Okay, line. okay, okay. Um, yeah. it, it sounded very, you know, kayfabe. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, I didn't catch this. I don't know who it was, Sika off of? I think it was Sika. Okay. I believe it was Sika that did it. Uh, but I don't know. So I, I just remember seeing that on another site, but they showed the tweet. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, interesting to see where they're going to go with that, given everything that's going on. But again, we don't want st- to, we, we can't stress enough. Please get some help for Jimmy Uso. Um, serious situation. Hope he gets back on his feet and can beat this. Fingers crossed. Thoughts go out. Uh, give us that stardom update, that Yokohama Dream Cinderella. We got to hear some results for this, man. What went All down? Right. All right. So the pay-per-view went down. It was a good one. It, it wasn't, as I phrased to you, the world breaker that last month's pay-per-view was. Right. But, you know, you can't have that expectation from any promotion on a regular <laughs> basis. It's just not going to happen. That was a little bit of lightning in the bottle, lightning in a bottle. Um, but it was good. It was a good show. And so uh, the gauntlet tag... Uh, was won by Konami and Fukigan Death, which I correctly predicted over yep. Micah and Lady C, Hanan and Hina, and Saki Kashima and Rina. Uh, you predicted the lady that Micah and Lady C would win. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't happen. And I think this took Lady C to 0 and 61. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. hoping she'd beat the streets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, keep, hang in there, Lady C. Hang in there. Um, Momo and Izumi, Momo Watanabe and Izumi did get the win over Starlight Kid and Ruaka. Uh, I said Ruaka was there to uh, take take the fall, and that's exactly what happened. Um, now Starlight Kid has come out and has fully embraced the Oedo Tai philosophy. Now, aha, uh-huh. uh, she came out with new gear, a new a new mask, all black and purple rather than the the white and silver and colorful blues and stuff like that uh it works it works um and uh i I may come back to her i'm going to come back to her in a little bit let me move on for a moment here the future of stardom championship the battle of the cosmic angels Mm. mina shirakawa unagi sayaka um by the way uh you predicted momo and izumi too right i know i did yeah yeah we both had momo okay um so uh, predicted Unagi for this one. Mina Shirakawa took the win and took the championship, which I'm glad I wanted Mina to win. I just thought Unagi would, but I mean, I love them both. So uh, after the match, um, Mina offered her hand 
to Unagi, and Unagi did not shake the hand. She mm. walked out and left the ring. Uh, tag team title match, Goddesses of Stardom Championship, Julia and Shuri with a successful defense over yes. Mayu Watani and Kaguma. Um, I figured as much that there wasn't much build to this match. Uh, basically, the week before, it was a non-title match that Mayu and Kaguma won, and that was the entire build of this match. So it was to get this title on on the show. Julian Sherry came out with a new look, almost like cyberpunk type Ooh. with new gear and like the face masks and Julius dyed her hair orange and she was wearing they they almost looked like a high energy. Oh. Owen Hart and Coco Beware is what yeah. they reminded me of. Yeah. Okay. So new look, new look for them. Cool. Wonder of Stardom Championship Tom Nika- Tom Nakano defending against Saya Kamatani. That's how I'm going to say it now. Um, and Tom gets the win and the successful defense. It was a, a, a great match. Um, glad to see it was only Tom's second title defense. So I'm glad that, uh, they didn't take it from her, but, uh, yes, I, uh, her, uh, her wish did not come true. Oh. Her, her Cinderella tournament wish, but, sad, uh, sad, sad. she put on a, a good show. Now during any given stardom match, you've got people from the roster surrounding the ring, um, out of gear they're usually there to protect the the fans because there usually is no guardrail between the ring and the fan the front row so there's nothing so they're usually there to protect the fans from the action and to clean up the ring and stuff so after this match tom brings in unagi and mina who are outside and uh she hugs each of them and then she brings them up to each other and she talks to them and they hug it out and they shake hands and a big hug for all three cosmic angels. They're back together all and right. they're okay. They successfully defended their titles uh, a couple of days later against Queen's Quest, which honestly was a little bit of an upset. I thought Queen's Quest might win that. Um, but uh, everything is good. It made me happy. Um, I, f- I feel like they're my friends. Tom <laughs> is Tom is kind of like being positioned as the, the big sister of, of the group even though she's the same age as Mina Shirakawa. Um, but that's kind of how she's been positioned in the story. And it, it, it works. They're just so lovable. Um, final match. The World of Stardom Championship, Utami Hayashishita defending against Natsuko Tora. This did not go as planned. No. Um, maybe the result was as planned. Utami did retain, mm-hmm. but not the way that it was likely planned. Um, because routine spot, Utami's laying outside the ring and uh, Natsuko Tora is just standing on the apron and kind of hops down to do a stomp and uh, tears her ACL in her right knee. Mm. And she goes down and can't get up and tries. And uh, Utami's just laying there selling it. She'd just been put through a table a little bit before that. Uh, uh, Natsuko had done a splash from the top to the outside through a table. Uh, and it was through the table. The table just didn't bend in half. It punched a hole through the table that put, that put Utami through the hole. <laughs> yeah. And oh it, it bent in half too, but it also, there was an Utami shaped hole in this table. So she's laying there selling that the whole time. Yeah. It was, it was quite the visual. So she's just selling that the whole time while they're figuring out what's going on with Natsuko. But uh, yeah, she she couldn't finish the match. And so she's going to be out for a while. 
And it's never good to see something like that. She actually got on the mic laying on the outside of the ring. They handed her the mic and she got on the mic and she, she thought that maybe it was broken. Um, but not, not what ended up being the case. Uh, that might've, I don't know, that might've been better depending on how severe the break was. Yeah. Um, but uh, it is what it is. And so she's going to be out for a while. Utami said that she's going to hold on to the belt and she'll be here as champion when Nasco comes back. We'll see if that's true. But um, yeah, so a uh, bit of a downer of a finish, but you know, nothing, nothing, you know, is out of their control. Those things happen. Um, yeah. And it's crazy. We were talking about, uh, especially with ACL tears, how, how often they happen and it's on nothing spots. Mm-hmm. Uh, you look back at Vince sliding into the ring at Royal Rumble and tearing both ACLs. Well, those were quads. Oh, sorry. Those were his yeah. quads. Excuse me. Yeah. But leg injuries, though. Leg yeah. injuries. But Triple H. Yeah. Um, his quad, just planting his leg. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Nash mm-hmm. getting into the ring. <laughs> you know? Sid. Sid jumped off the second turnbuckle and broke his leg. It was a compound fracture. One of the. I remember that turned my stomach when I saw it the first I've time. I've never seen it and I never plan on seeing it. The only saving grace I think for that spot is Sid wore those boots that were almost knee high. Mm-hmm. Those big long boots. So at least it was masked by mm-hmm. the boot itself. But when yeah. I say his leg went perpendicular, uh. <laughs> I mean almost a 90 degree angle. It was like, uh. oh, mm. Oh yeah. man. But yeah. Um, but yeah, just nothing, you know, doing a nothing spot and then getting an injury that's going to put her on the shelf. I mean, torn mm-hmm. ACL for months. It'll be months. Yeah. Probably six months to a year typically. Yeah. At least three. Yeah. At least three. Um, yeah. But she's the leader of Oedo tie. Yeah. And so now Oedo ties without their leader, which brings me back to Starlight Kid. So mm. what I. Now, I've been saying that Saki Kashima should be the leader of Oedo Tai anyway, because I do think she has more uh, charisma than Natsuko Tora. So I would like to see a story where um, Saki kind of assumes the role as leader, but as time progresses, Starlight is kind of challenging her for that role, and then Starlight takes over as leader Ooh. of Oedo Tai. Um, because man, it, the the heel, you know how sometimes heel turns just work for people. Yeah, it just it it's just working. It's just working Ooh, for Starlight nice. Kids. Um, it reminds me of Stephanie McMahon when she turned heel. Oh, it's that kind of yeah shift. We um, we haven't talked a lot about Stephanie on the show, uh, but when you talk about heel turns, man, Stephanie was up there. But yeah, get back yeah. to stardom. <laughs> yeah. Um, they have had a couple of shows or one show since, and I think they have a show uh, the night that we're recording this. Um, <clears throat> and I mentioned that Cosmic Angels defended their titles, but also Donna Del Mondo has begun trying to recruit Momo Watanabe, hmm. uh, especially Micah is, is making a push for this. And she and Momo had a singles match on the July 6th show, which went to a, a 15 minute time limit draw. We love those draws. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> And God knows can't give Momo a singles win. Um, <laughs> uh, but maybe this draw plays into the story if we're actually going somewhere with this. And I, I hope we are because, I mean, I'm not saying I hope Momo leaves 
Queen's she's still technically the leader of Queen's Quest and hopefully I'm not saying she should leave that but at least just do something with Momo like give her some sort of story to do instead of just putting her on the card wherever she fits in yeah um so we'll we'll see where this goes and uh yeah I just hope it's something interesting for Momo yes yep awesome awesome um yeah, so it sounds like uh, big things. And again, uh, Natsukatora, get well soon. Yeah, uh, you know uh, that is uh, a horrible injury. I, I did uh, see a couple little video snippets that I thought was very cool because uh, YouTube will put little things up there. Usually, like you know the interviews afterwards, even though sometimes they're not subtitled. So I'm like, why am I even trying to watch this? <laughs> I have no idea what they're saying. Like Mina winning. <laughs> I was like. Yay! Okay, no subtitles. Even though, typically, the posts on YouTube they're in Japanese, so I know that they're not going to be, you know, translated. Yeah, like the title of the video yeah. is in Japanese. Yeah, the title is fully translated in English, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, this is going to be the subtitled when I watch this. Nope, nope, not there. So uh, but one of the videos I thought was touching that uh, Nascatora outside, she's got the thing on her leg. They've got her on the stretcher. Yeah, and you kind of see on the side they don't get a, a good camera shot of it but you can see several other girls from stardom coming up and giving her hugs and yeah. talking in yeah. her ear yeah um, that was uh the rest of Oedo ties who that was ah okay yeah uh but i mean yeah i thought that was nice because i mean um even though they're the bad guys right, right. <laughs> um you know they're still family uh i mean that whole group in stardom is just one big thing it's one of the things i i love about stardom you know it puts fast and furious to shame when it comes <laughs> to being family and they they really do feel and act like a family and you can see it it shows you don't need acls when you got family <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah nine movies in hey this is my brother uh <laughs> played by- i'll take your word for it i don't know i haven't <laughs> seen it i haven't seen any of those i'm the movie guy who's not seen one of those movies well no that was them. that's the thing that's funny it's like we're nine films into the franchise and it's all about family. But somehow on the ninth installment, we find out that Dom has a brother that we've never <laughs> known about played yeah. by John Cena. But anyway, um, so still wrestling related Cena's in there. There we go. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, oh, actually real quick. One thing I forgot to mention when we're talking about SmackDown and crowds coming back next week, interesting news coming out that on the um, July 26th, edition or 23rd excuse me 23rd edition of smackdown we're going to get um two locations with matches going down because there is the rolling loud music festival going on and uh, wwe is going to be heavily involved with that and will be some matches uh airing live or simulcast from that concert event that will be aired on smackdown as well i thought that was neat I think that's huge. Yeah. I think that'll bring a lot of eyes to them that wouldn't normally be watching. And they need it. Um, We are coming off a week and I, I don't really like talking about ratings a lot of times, but it is noteworthy to put out there that subsequently last Friday and this past Monday's raw were record setters in low viewership numbers for both SmackDown and raw. Yeah. Um, Which I, I don't like it. It's disturbing. I'm hoping with live crowds coming back, we're going to start to see the uptick again. And 
some more forward movement on the product. Um, but we'll get to more of that when we talk about Raw. Got to jump into NXT because a lot went down at the Great American Bash. Um, we'll start out, we'll talk about Cameron Grimes going straight to the servants' quarters. He's now the butler <laughs> of La Knights, LA Knights. Um, which we knew was going to, we happen. knew was coming and, yeah. um, and it's going to be great for the vignettes. This is going to yeah. be funny as we were talking about the three favorite characters and the three count and how those million dollar man vignettes were awesome back in the day. This is going to be just like that. Yeah. This is going to be that kind of awesomeness. Uh, I am excited to see where it goes and, you know, a couple months down the line, Six months, whatever, depending on how long they're going to stretch this out. I don't know if they'll go six months. That That's a little long. That's yeah. a little long. But maybe two, three months down the line tops when Grimes um, has finally had enough <laughs> and we get that opportunity. I think he's going to come out looking like a shiny piece of gold. And uh, it's only going to help L.A. Knight's uh, heal credibility during this whole thing, too. So I'm really excited to see what goes with that. But they had they had a decent match, so I liked the match. Yeah, and and as I've pointed out before, the whole thing about Cameron Grimes is that he's a lovable loser. Yeah, that that's why you like him. And so, ultimately, yeah, being the face, he needs to come out on top. Ultimately, but he can't come out on top more often than he loses. Right. Uh, and I don't necessarily mean in terms of win loss records. Like, give him wins against you know enhancement talent or yeah. people lower on the card. That's fine. But I'm talking in the big moments he needs to be fighting from underneath in order to keep his appeal. And so have him fight from underneath as long as possible, eke out a win at the end, rinse, repeat. Yes. Agreed. Um, of course, NXT Greater America Bash kicked off with the tag team match uh, for the tag team championships between MSK and uh, Thatcher and Ciampa. And... Hmm. I have I, I, I was not very happy with this match. Okay. Um happy with Ciampa. I was mostly I was just kind of disappointed in Thatcher, honestly. It, it seemed like he was kind of lost. And again, I'm not an expert. I don't know. It could have been character choice, but there was just it seemed like he was a step behind everybody for some reason. In my opinion, and for me it kind of took me out of the match. Okay. Um of course MSK uh retained. Yeah. Which I believe is the right call. Yeah. Um, pretty much expected that, but yeah, I, I kind of expected Thatcher and Champa to have a better showing. And like I say, I don't think it was necessarily Champa. I, I felt it was more Thatcher. Not that I'm I'm not trying to call it and make it negative or call anybody out. It just really stuck out to me. Mm-hmm. Is one well, of sometimes people have off off. Yeah, days, maybe it's just nights. an off night. Maybe yeah. it's just an off night. Um, but he, he yells so much. He's yeah. always yelling. Everything he says, he's yelling. I've mentioned it before. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just everything. Yeah. There's he has than, no he has no inside voice. There's, there's, there's more than two settings on the uh, volume dial, bro. Yeah, <laughs> it's not zero and twelve. There's right <laughs> little a bunch of numbers in there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so they retained. Uh. Then of course we get uh, to the women's tag team championship uh, defense, and of course we had the way Candice and Indy taking on Io and Zoe Stark and. Match was going great. Awesome thing going. And then, boom, the battery charging symbol pops up. And I had read a rumor because apparently Tegan on Monday was involved in a dark match Yep. at Raw. 
So it was like, okay, she's set to return. And the speculation was the battery charging was for her. And then boom, there's the battery. And boom, Tegan Knox is back, which was enough to scare the crap out of Candace. Yep. <laughs> to be distracted enough for EO and Zoe to pick up the win, become the new women's NXT tag team champions. Uh, and kudos to Zoe Stark from being introduced on the roster to basically being enhancement talent at first, then getting a spotlight, getting pushed and pushed, and boom, now she's a champ. And deserves it. Yes, completely deserves it. Yep. Completely deserves it. Yep. She, they're pushing her as a power wrestler. And, you know, that's true. She's, she's a little bigger, a little stronger than most of the others, but she doesn't wrestle like it. Like she, she's impactful, Mm -hmm. but she moves so quickly and so fluidly. And it's not like she's Mark Henry out there. Right. Like she she moves like she's not a power wrestler, but then she hits you with things that look like, you know, they're going to knock the breath out of you and and your children. And yeah, she's just she's a total package and couldn't be happier. Couldn't be happier. I, I, I love the uh, short reign for the way. Um, hopefully this rain sticks for a little while because they've been short rain so far. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, yeah, and and it's good for EO too. It gives her another another accolade on her resume, and uh, she can continue to help Zoe um, grow into into her spot. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm excited to see. And I honestly, I don't know that I expect EO and Zoe to hold on to the belts for long. Um, but then again, I don't know who would take it from them. Um, unless you roll this, I mean, this could get rolled into, unfortunately, the trope that I hate, yep. which is Raquel and Dakota going as EO and Zoe, um, which would be good for like a one-off, but I don't want it to be a huge feud. Yeah. Um, at least not as long as Raquel is champion. Yes. Um, so we'll see, but I am extremely excited for EO and zoe congratulations to them before we get to the next thing on our little list i did want to uh, mention the breakout tournament we did get the announcement of the participants in this uh we got carmelo hayes we've got andre chase trey baxter duke hudson josh briggs joe gacy ikiman hero uh jiro okay jiro and odyssey jones uh no tyler boudreau who I was hoping was going to be in this field. Um, I don't know if maybe, maybe he's not ready yet. I don't know. I just keep hearing lots of positive things about this kid. Like he is the next Brock Lesnar. We'll see. Uh, yeah. Hopefully eventually, but um, uh, who you like, who you like in this? You know, I, I, I don't know them well enough. So I, I don't know who to call here. I, I've been wondering They're They're saying that they're going to be using um, maybe this tournament and NXT and 205 Live to increase the prestige of the Cruiserweight title. Yes. Um, I found it interesting that people who are reporting this through 205 Live in there, because I'm not so sure about the future of that show. The tapings did happen at NXT for 205 Live. For this week? Yes. Okay. I saw pictures of someone in the crowd. It showed them setting up the 205 Live ring inside mm-hmm. the, the NXT uh, arena. Okay, last week they used it for breakout tournament qualifying matches. Mm. And so I, I don't know what will be on this week, but 
I, I, I don't know. I just wondered with because they used to they used to tape after SmackDown, right? And the crowds were dead, dead for it because nobody knew who they were. Yeah. Um, so actually, if they film it with the NXT crowd, that, that gives it a step up. Mm-hmm. That crowd's usually hot and pretty live, um, and that it seems like now. Granted, right now that crowd, even though it has a few fans in there, it's more of like you're kind of friends of the company mm-hmm. kind of in that crowd. It's not really a live crowd. So right. To speak. Um, so they can kind of tailor it with their crowd responses at the moment, Yeah, uh, which would help. At least you're getting the sound of some reaction yeah. for it. So I, I don't know. Yeah. It's just so, cause they, they, they wiped the roster. Basically. Yeah. They got rid of the roster. <laughs> So who do they have for this show? So I was just wondering if maybe when live crowds came back, they would just stop 205 Live and do something else. Put Talking Smack on right after a SmackDown, like you do with Raw Talk, and do something else for your second B show. See, I wonder if uh, 205 Live is going to be now, it's going to be more of the NXT B show. Mm-hmm. Um, Because they say, you know, with the Diamond Mine and Roderick Strong, apparently he's going to be a big focal point. Mm-hmm. And with Kushida and the cruiserweight uh, division, that getting a push. So I don't know, but the, you're right. Maybe, that, maybe do that. Maybe do an NXT B show. Stop calling it 205 Live. Yeah. Bring in other people from NXT that didn't make the main weekly show. Yeah. Like, do, do yeah, let's, let's change the name. Let's get 205 Live out of there. Yeah. Let's give it a different name. It could be the. SmackDown to NXT's normal show, basically, mm-hmm. uh, or whatever you want to call it. I don't know if you say that because SmackDown is kicking. Yeah, I was about to say it could be the Raw, yeah, but yeah, you know, it could be the complimentary show, the second right. show, um, and let it focus on the NXT roster. I think that would be the best way to take it at this mm-hmm. point. Yeah, but have to wait and see. Personally, I'm I'm excited to see Odyssey Jones in this list. Uh, he is one of the other ones that has been, I guess, seen backstage at the main show taping or, you know, filmings. Um, maybe even had a, a dark match here or there. Apparently he is basically the second coming of Mark Henry, but with the agility of Keith Lee is what they're saying. So I'm very interested to see that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very interested to see that. Um, yeah, so uh, that's the breakout tournament. Uh, people, you know, have to wait and see, see who we like, see what's going on. Early prediction for me, Odyssey Jones, all the way. All right, <laughs> who knows? Um, but should be fun. But yeah, let's get to what was just absolutely awesome, and that was Hit Row. Hit Row, oh, oh. man, dang, ah, I didn't, I, I didn't see it coming. I didn't, well, I didn't, I didn't see it being as good as it was because they come out and they're doing the cypher celebration for the new North American champions. I, I didn't know what that was. Yeah. I, I, didn't, I, I didn't know what a, I'm not cool. I didn't know what a cypher <laughs> celebration was. I'm an old man. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they come out and you know, you got one of them spinning tracks and then they start performing and rapping and freestyling and I'm just my mind is into, blown into their entrance music. Into and they their perform entrance. their entrance music. Yes, I was just like, okay, this is one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, 
how talented is this entire group, both as far as character work, what we've seen in the ring. We know Swerve Scott's awesome. Uh, what we've seen of the others has been, you know, flashes of brilliance, but we haven't seen a lot yet. Um, but then the skills musically and, and on the mic, incredible, incredible. I was, I mean, I was sitting in my chair watching this. Just, mm, I was bumping. I was like, yeah, yeah. They were killing it. I, I was literally up off my couch. Wow. I was on my feet. Like, I was digging it. When I got to their entrance music, yeah, I was up on my feet off my couch. You were waving your hands in the air like you just did not care. I stopped <laughs> caring so long ago. Um, <laughs> now, B-Fab, I, I, B-Fab is going to be a major. I don't know if she can wrestle. I don't know. If she can, get her in there now. Right. And and get that belt off of Raquel. <laughs> Put it on BFAB now if she can wrestle. Ah. If she if she can't wrestle, then don't ever try to make her do it. Let her yeah. keep doing what she's doing now. And yeah. she'll still be a huge star because she's got so much charisma. And uh I, I what I didn't know, she's been involved in the music industry. She's done tours with Soldier Boy and Jada Kiss. Oh wow. And, yeah. And so she's got she's got some experience in performing in music, um, just performing in general, and it, it's That's no cool. wonder why she stands out to me. Um, now they're they're all I mean, not, that's not diminishing the presence of the others, um, but I think she really sticks out. Um, but as a whole, Hit Row is just they're they're four stars in the making four stars in the making yes. and um, do not split them up anytime soon. Anytime soon. Well, they're not on the main roster, so we don't have to really worry. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Look at how long uh, Undisputed Era lasts. Actually, that you know what? I'm going to pause there and I, and I need to do be better about this. And I think the whole community needs to be better about this. We need to stop calling it the main roster. NXT has proven itself to be a great product. And no matter what WWE looks at them as, they are a main roster. Yeah. They are, I believe, a show that is almost on equal footing. Well, most weeks, better than Raw. Yeah. Maybe not quite the level of SmackDown. So I, I think I think the term main roster needs to go away. <laughs> I, I think it's just we're, we're so used to calling it that, just like we yeah. still call these events pay-per-views. <laughs> Even though they're – well, I mean, technically they are. Some people still have yeah. to go the pay-per-view route to see them. Right. But the majority of us don't. Right, right. We, we, and we've, we tend to call the um, takeovers pay-per-views, and they're definitely not. Yeah, uh, we call them NXT pay per views, but they're not. I think I think it's more that than anything. But you're you're right in terms of quality and talent, it's equal. Yeah. Um, in terms of market penetration, it's not. True. True. Um, but you know, I guess there's just whatever your criteria is. Yeah, but I'm gonna try and be better about that. But anyway, that was just one of my gripes that jumped out in my head. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Hit Row killed it. It was absolutely awesome. Anything else you want to say about it? Uh no, I, I got my shipping notice. My shirt's on the way. All right, yeah, got, awesome. like like a couple hours ago, I got the notice. Yeah. Very very cool. Can't get here fast enough for you. Right, right. <laughs> All right, let's move on to another very eventful show, and that was AEW Dynamite Road Rager. 
got to talk to the guy who makes up the names for their shows, man. That's (laughs) some of these aren't great. Um, But uh, anyway, the show is back on the road. Is that probably what it is? That's probably what it was. Uh, We were on the road. We did have live crowds for AEW this week, which was awesome. Which wasn't Daly's place. Not Daly's place. Um, So uh, I thought overall the show was pretty spectacular. Um, I thought they pulled out a lot of stops. We kicked off with uh, a little bit of a throwback match that I really, really enjoyed, and that was QT Marshall taking on Cody Rhodes in a strap match with the old-fashioned rules. The old-fashioned rules, yes. You not no no pinfall, no submission, none of that BS. You had to go around and tag all four corners in succession without interruption, and which was pretty awesome. And I love the setup fake out. Now I'll say this was very smart by AEW. This was fantastic. During the match, the lights go out and come back on just a few seconds after. Cody does a great job here looking around like, okay, what's up with the technical issues? What, what's going on? And, and no, that's it. There's nothing else that comes of it. Match continues. Good match. Cody picks up the win. Awesome. Now, later in the night, you have... Arn Anderson in the ring, uh, cutting a promo, talking about a big surprise he might have. The lights go out again. And I like how they kind of conditioned you real quick to think, okay, maybe this is just another technical glitch. It's the first time back on the road, blah, blah, blah. Lights come up. And who is there but Tommy End, formerly Aleister Black, now known as Malachi Black, um hits the black mass or whatever they're going to call it uh on arn cody comes in the ring a little bit of a standoff then he goes to check on arn then he gets a black mass and alistair malachi tommy however you want to call him looked like a million bucks looked like a million bucks and if you caught it in the intro to the show today what i thought was very interesting is he's still using the contact and the bruise on the face, which was started with the character that he was most recently playing in WWE. <laughs> this is the first possible, this might be the first time ever someone has went from one show to a competing competitor and seemingly continuing a storyline that started on the other. <laughs> Unless you count, you know, Razor and Diesel. <laughs> but they didn't, well, okay, technically, yes. <laughs> Kind of. Uh, that's kind what they of. wanted us to think. At yeah. Least. Yeah. So it, kind of in that vein, which is pretty interesting. A lot of people surprised just because, A, it was a lot shorter than 90 days ago that he was released. Yeah. People were like, well, maybe he was the one that requested the release and was granted. We don't think that's the case because apparently it's coming out. It was a clerical error on WWE's yeah. part. They did not upgrade his contract because in NXT, uh, your contract basically is a 30-day no-compete. No mm-hmm. And when you come up to Raw or SmackDown, they change it to a 90-day, and they didn't do that with him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which begs the question, who else have they failed to do this with? Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and also, who did request and be granted their early out of the 90-day clause that mm-hmm. we still haven't seen? So who knows? I, I almost feel that's be somebody in Impact going to show up in impact yeah probably. yeah um a couple of production presentation faux pas i picked up on yeah uh, starting with the strat match um it was so obvious that cody was going to win this and the main reason for that is 
QT Marshall did not get an entrance. And when they announced him, they didn't even put him on camera. They were on Cody on the outside of the ring while they were announcing QT Marshall. I did not even pick up on this. I wasn't he was presented like that. a total, I don't use this word. He was presented like a total jobber. Wow. He really was. And uh, that was bad form. Bad form. Now, when it comes to uh, Tommy End, um, how he got his new name, Malachi Black, <laughs> was as silly as anything people whine about WWE doing. Because it was Excalibur who said, it's Tommy End, but it's not Tommy End. It, 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 it's Malachi Black. Like, what? Where are you getting this? <laughs> now, I, I didn't see it, but apparently um, Tommy released, I guess on his Twitter or something like this, a short film uh, earlier in the day. Mm-hmm. And maybe I need to watch, but maybe he calls himself Malachi Black. Okay. In if that? so, I take that back. Yeah, That's I need to go back and look just back. to be sure. Yeah, but it could be because you're right. It, it seemed very. It's like, how does Excalibur know this? Right. Why is he coming up with this name? And if that was the case, he needed to say that then. Yes. He needed to say we saw him earlier on social media, and now he's saying he wants to go by Malachi Black or something. Like he but he just pulled the name out of thin air. Yeah. And it made no sense. Yeah, so yeah, a little some more exposition needed in that. So presentation mm-hmm. wise, yeah, a little bit of a faux pas there. Um, any other presentation faux pas? Uh, no, those are the two I picked up. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> of course, we got some more hype uh, next week. We're gonna see, and this could be a, this could be a ratings grabber. It really could. Do not underestimate this. Christian Cage versus Matt Hardy on Dynamite next week. That could turn a number it really could when you talk about ratings that if you're old school wwe fan and you're on the fence this could be what pulls you in it, it could they can promote it as a because we don't have edge and jeff match yeah um and- <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 mean <laughs> that's just mean <laughs> speaking um, and actually throw back to the the three count absolutely love the matt hardy version one character oh that, oh that, yeah that was that a fun circled one. my list i liked all the matt facts yeah yes anyway um but yeah uh, yeah it, i mean it should be pretty good yes yeah um i think that's gonna be good could pull some new viewers in we'll see uh we also had a, a fun little match with orange cassidy and um uh chris statlander versus the bunny and the butcher and or is it the blade i think it was the butcher was it wait which one's the bigger one of the butcher the butcher is the bigger one then it's the blade okay she's yeah. married to the blade in real life oh okay it was the blade okay yeah yeah, yeah. it was it was bunny and the blade versus orange cassidy and chris statlander nice little match between these guys loved it orange cassidy proving he hasn't lost a step and the fans are absolutely still in love with the guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably one of the biggest reactions of the night mm-hmm. outside of, uh, of Tommy in showing up, uh, which was awesome. So, yeah. So we'll see what happens there. Chris Statlander picking up the win. I like uh, the tease at the end. They, they made you think they were going to lose because orange Cassidy got knocked out. Yeah. With the, with the knuckles, the brass um, knuckles. Yeah. But then Statlander hit the, the big bang theory uh, which I kind of, I, I like that finisher. It's very interesting. I like mm-hmm. the name of it. I think that's fun. 
Um, so uh, we'll see what goes there. Uh, and I always love seeing the bunny get some some shine on Dynamite. Uh, love her to death. And she's been I'm, wrestling a long time. I didn't realize that until recently. How long she's been yeah. wrestling? Like, like I sixteen go back, years. I I loved all the story with uh, her and Rosemary in mm-hmm. TNA. Um, and yeah, she is very accomplished. People don't under, don't realize that how long she's been around. Uh, yeah. She's a veteran at this point. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, that was great. We had uh, an, an incident, and this is it's like, man, you get fans back, and of course, you know, this is why we can't have nice things. Yeah. Because you get MJF coming out, and we're gonna have a segment with him and Jericho. Jericho comes out, and during Judas fans are going crazy they're getting to sing it with them again like you know it's it's awesome and then we get a fan that decides you know what i'm gonna jump the railing i'm gonna get up i'm gonna try and get in on this and see what's up the fan jumps up he's on the uh the entranceway right outside the ring kind of mocking chris jericho and seemingly running off at the mouth jericho heads right for him because jericho's old school man back in the day you jump it you're getting beat up oh yeah you just forfeited any kind of legal protection you jumped that barrier you're officially a threat they're going to do what they have to do to protect you are fair game you are fair game you've decided you want to get on the action okay how fake is this yeah Mm. jericho did take a swing didn't quite connect but he did help uh security kind of get the guy off the stage mjf uh great keeping it in character and, and keeping it kayfabe saying if any more of you hicks want to get in the ring i'll beat your ass too which was pretty pretty awesome um but yeah it's like come on man don't get in the don't don't do that it's it's dumb it's dumb and this past uh couple of months as fans have gotten back to sporting events in general we've seen a rash of this at some of the nba games and other sporting events with fans getting a little too uh familiar and rowdy in the crowd uh with them throwing things at nba superstars uh during game and you know as they're walking back to the back and not like the oh boo we hate your team throw some popcorn but like beer bottles beer cans you know just ridiculous kind of things trying to to get in fights and stuff like that it's it's nonsense calm the f down chill out be there to enjoy the show or don't come can you imagine if people did this in other arenas and other venues can you imagine if like on broadway some dude jumped up on the stage during phantom of the opera and was like christine i love you i know like, right <laughs> what, what what is with people at sporting events yes come on man what makes them think that that they have the the right the authority to to do anything like that to get involved in the show yeah, I mean, and not that it's an excuse, and it absolutely is not, um, but maybe the person was inebriated, not in their right mind, not thinking, and that's why they did it. Who knows? They serve wine on Broadway. Well, that's true. That's true, too. Um, but because uh, some of the, the fan cam footage came out uh, afterwards, it shows the security kind of dragging this guy on the ground uh, for quite a ways before they're able to get him up to his feet. So it is possible that maybe he was drunk. Who knows? Again, not an excuse for doesn't excuse what he did. Uh, it shouldn't be done. Stay in your lane. Drink chocolate milk. Chill out. Yeah, that's right. 
Drink chocolate milk. You only be up all night like it does to Steve. Um, <laughs> Those are my nightmares. Watch, just so you can watch uh, Stardom. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. But uh, notwithstanding that, great segment between MJF and Chris Jericho. Of course, Jericho said, I'll take any stipulation to get you in the ring. I don't care. I want a match with you. What's the stipulation? And MJF goes uh, full on um, kind of, you know, trials of Hercules on him here and says, okay, you're going to have to win four matches with four different stipulations. And if you can do that, then you get me. So, okay. We're going to drag this out for another <laughs> yep. four to five weeks uh, at least. Um, but I'm down for it. I, I, I think this is going to, you know, eventually, I think at the end, MJF has to win to solidify himself as the, the King Hill heel that isn't Kenny Omega at the moment. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, the pinnacle has to come out shining at the top of this, I believe. And that's with MJ, MJF winning. I think it's going to be fun on the road to it. Uh, at the end, MJF was like, okay, you know, I've always been taught you gotta, you gotta finish a deal with a handshake, which of course Jericho did. And then he hit him with the Judas effect <laughs> and the, the, the last shot of MJF just kind of looking blankly up at the ceiling was kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. I kind of enjoyed that. Um, the thing in wrestling is when they know that the attack during the handshake is coming, they mm-hmm. shake the hand and then they don't let go and start to walk away anyway. Have you ever done that in a real life handshake in your life? No. <laughs> and no. started to walk away without letting go of the handshake? Who does that? Yep. That's true. It's a little bit but of telegraphing there. All the time in wrestling. Yes. Uh, also noteworthy, of course, uh, Hangman Page, Kenny Omega is definitely going to happen. Um Again, I, I think Kenny Omega should retain here um, as much as I think Hangman is probably the right guy to possibly take the belt off of him. Um, but I think I, he'll get it eventually, just not yes. now. Yeah, just not now. And by the way, uh, Kenny Omega has said that his look is hardly race, not Triple H. Ah, okay, okay. But that's only the facial hair. The rest of it is totally Triple H. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> well, hey. <laughs> but... Did did Triple H create that look because he was also channeling Harley Race? Be interesting to think about. Oh, I mean, I know he was a big Harley Race fan, so maybe very possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, anything else from AEW? I don't believe so. You get that tag title match. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry, the Young Bucks. Yes, taking on, of course, Penta and Kingston. Uh, a thousand miles a minute. This thing was everywhere. Fast paced. Uh, Destroyers destroyers entertaining as hell as far as just again the equivalent of a popcorn movie uh when i talk it was about michael, michael bay wrestling it was a michael bay wrestling match yes which some people really really love you know and it's fine different tastes different strokes different folks um but yeah some of the spots uh creative that i'd never seen before the thumbtacks in the mouth Eey, yeah, in, with Kingston and then super kicking him from both sides. Okay, that's new. Never what seen if you that. swallow one? Yeah. Hopefully they were kayfabe chewable. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Flintstones thumbtacks. Flintstones thumbtacks. Um, but yeah, that way it was, it was a crazy match. Young Bucks, of course, retained. We had interference, of course, um, from the Good Brothers. But uh, can I say that they annoy 
the living crap out of me and have always. The Good Brothers? Yes. Okay. Mostly their sense of humor. Okay. (laughs) It's so juvenile. It's not funny. It's not creative. Did you see the number that freaking Luke Gallows had on his shirt last night or two, two nights ago? No. 69. Oh, well, okay. Okay. And his yep. idea of being funny is nerds. <laughs> like, I, come on. I actually always got a kick out of the nerds. Gimmick. I did I, not. I thought that was kind of funny <laughs> because it was so over the top. It kind of made me chuckle. Um, but I, I will say, oh, actually, interesting is um, Anderson challenged Moxley mm-hmm. next week for the I. G IWGP IWGP uh I guess US title intercontinental yeah, I can't US mm-hmm. US title and that's going to be on Dynamite which is pretty awesome because we have kind of wondered are we going to get some more cl- collaborations they seem to be working together with mm-hmm. in Japan Moxley's going to win yeah I think Moxley retains but this may open the door for other uh, New Japan performers to come in. Mm-hmm. as uh, restrictions are kind of lifted and we can get some travel bans taken out and people can, you know, come stateside. Yeah. Could be pretty interesting. But yeah, that was all the, uh, of course, Young Bucks retained in that match, uh, the the tag team championships. And uh, that was pretty much AEW. I thought great show, great show in front of fans. Uh, a few missteps here and there production wise, but uh, that seems to be almost every week <laughs> yeah. as they're still, trying to figure that out mm-hmm. kind of thing. But um, yeah, really enjoyed AEW this week. Let's move on to raw. And uh, even Marie actually wrestled in quotation marks. <laughs> she kicked somebody a bunch of times. Oh, she did. She did a lockup. Oh, that's right. She did at the beginning at the and beginning. forearm smash to Naomi. Yeah. Everything she did looked like crap. Yes. All of it. She's not a wrestler. <laughs> She's not. And, you know, we try to be positive here, and I am positive that she is not a wrestler. Like, do not put her in the ring. She has a place. She has something to add. Wrestling is not that thing. It's like, in my, in my head, I really, really want this to be a long con. I really want it to be that she is purposely doing moves badly in the ring and that somewhere down the line there's going to be a switch that's flipped and it's like oh my god she's actually fantastic but i don't think that's coming (laughs) no like even the lockup where she had to back naomi up to the corner it didn't look like she was pushing yeah nothing looked Hmm. good so yeah uh, i don't know this is i mean i I didn't hate the match overall. No. I thought it was a, a decent uh, eight-woman tag, but um, yeah, this was just eh. <laughs> And, uh, you know, of course, they're doing the thing where she wins because somebody else on her team won, and then she announces herself as a winner. And I get that, and that, yes. that's getting her heel heat, and I understand that. But it would be better if she just hadn't tagged in. Yeah. Yeah, just let or- her do that and, and don't tag in because it's not working. Or tag in, and then right before you lock up, run up and tag back out. You know, yeah. Or maybe do a do a do a Bobby Heenan, do Bobby Heenan style tag yeah. wrestling, where he would tag in while the opponent is down, kick them a couple times, and tag out. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, Ali 
Mansoor on Raw. They got airtime. Not very much of it. This was a two-minute affair, which uh, hashtag give, give them a chance. <laughs> it's like, come on. And now Mansoor really isn't undefeated. Like, he had that disqualification loss. Mm-hmm to uh to Seamus and now he he flat out got pinned by Ali and I'm fine I mean I I love Mustafa Ali so I'm you know I'm fine with him winning matches and I think he should be way higher on the card than he is uh way higher um but just uh, can we make Mansoor look good before (laughs) before he starts losing matches because you can't just do it by saying man he's had like 50 wins over on main event on main event it's like most people don't watch main event, unfortunately. No. You know? And they don't care. And it's like, come on, do something. I, I'm I'm totally cool with them running with this storyline. I think yeah, it could be a very sure. interesting storyline. He doesn't want Ali doesn't want Mansoor to become him. Yeah, I, I like that. Yeah, I think that's great. Give it some more time for the in-ring performance. Um, but again, give us you gotta build Mansoor up for the for us to care. Yeah. Uh, just saying this stuff doesn't make us care. That's not how this works. We would have a, to see it. Would a better way to do this not have been have Mansoor wrestling other people? Ali comes out to observe. And then in the instances where it looks like Mansoor is going to lose, Ali helps him win. Yeah, I think that would be better. And why wouldn't you do that? As we've said, you're kind of spinning your wheels and have been for the past two, three weeks with a lot of return matches, rematches, blah, 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 just shaking up with the same people and tag matches. Uh, we're getting a lot of the same stuff repeated and repeated. You could have used three, four weeks and done exactly what you just said. Yeah. And we would care way more about Mansoor. <laughs> and you're not sacrificing that much time. So you don't give us one of those rematches and we wait a week in between the rematch. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're starting a program with Ali and Mansoor with the match between them. Well, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Build to the match, people. Build to the match. Uh, hire, hire me. Not match creates the build. Yeah. That's backwards thinking. You, again, you can do that, but they just do it all the time. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the only thing they do now. You can do it if, you're, if it's mixing it up to do that. But this has become standard. It's not mixing it up. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Next, uh, we had to keep it rolling, rolling, rolling as Jinder Mahal shows up on a motorcycle looking like the coolest guy ever. (laughs) This was just kind of funny to me. (laughs) And uh, the premise of this feud is like, we saw this coming. I didn't see this coming. I'm mad at the guy because he texted me the other day to come hang out and he didn't text me back. And now I'm pissed. (laughs) And he used a number two instead of writing out the word to. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta say, I'm totally with gender on this. Like, yeah. <laughs> totally. That was enough to win me over. I write all my texts out. My friends are worth my time, Tim. That's true. He does. He does. I do. Makes his text painfully long to read sometimes, but he does. No, I'm kidding. Well, I mean, you know, you don't read well. That's true. I don't. <laughs> I don't read. I'm good. helping you grow because I care <laughs> about you, Tim. <laughs> but I tell you what, I, if this is, if you keep gender on this track, I'm down. Gender, yeah. I've always, I, I, especially since he, he got totally ripped and came back 
for that championship run. Mm-hmm. Very underrated. Mm-hmm. Very underappreciated would be a better way to say it. Um, heaps of talent, charisma. It was just the years of booking that hurt him so much. Yeah. Um, That's all it was. And all it was. I, 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 I'm actually excited for him to get this feud with Drew because A, it means Drew hopefully not in the championship spotlight. Yeah, yeah. I think this is going exactly <laughs> And lends where... more credence to hopefully Drew not winning money. In the yeah, it's a gender costing him. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully that is where it's going, but I, I, I'm, I'm fine with this program. I'm sure the two of them are gonna, uh, were uh, in 3MB together. Um, did <laughs> the, uh, was it the Corey Graves dig? Uh, the one man band. Uh, what did I miss? I missed it. Uh, I think it was Corey Graves. They were uh, uh, talking about. Oh man, somebody made a reference as um, like they were in three MB or something like that together, and then somebody was like, "Yeah, but he couldn't even. He's barely a one man band." Or something like that in reference to somebody. I can't remember. Uh, I don't know. Maybe Graves was, I don't know if he was talking about gender. He may have been talking about Drew. Yeah. I don't know if he was playing the heel commentator part at that point, but somebody threw that dig out there, which was kind of funny to me. I okay. I uh, yeah. I missed that completely. Um, but uh, yeah, so we'll see. We'll see where that goes. I think they'll have a decent program as far as the in-ring uh, is concerned. Uh, both of them top notch. Hopefully, it's not cut and paste. Drew, we get some different scenarios as far as finishes, but we'll see. Uh, I'd love it if gender came out on top. <laughs> oh yeah, that won't happen. It's not going to happen, but I would love it. Um, let's move over to another huge misstep <laughs> and bad booking. Uh, Rhea and Charlotte. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> crutch fight. Crutch fight. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, what are you doing? <laughs> they looked like children. Oh my! I just, I uh, why, 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 why even have this segment? Okay, a Rhea gave her a chop block, which we've seen some people take chop blocks for years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then we get an announcement. Oh, she Charlotte's going to address her. <laughs> Her future, <laughs> her future. Her chop block. It's like okay, this is, and she comes out in a crutch immediately. It's like set up. Obviously, this is you know, yeah, dumb. Obvious where it's going. Yeah, and then but and it's obviously, hey, Rhea's going to come out, and she does on a crutch as well. It's like, what is going on? And not convincing with it at all. <laughs> and she, actually, you know, you know, she is she aware you can use two crutches to walk. Yes. It's like, why does everyone only use one? Two is much better. She wasn't using it correctly. She was still putting weight on the leg that was supposed to be hurt. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But uh, I, uh, and actually, I'm going to throw it back to AEW real quick as it relates to this because we have a similar situation in AEW where there is confusion as to the sides. And it's also with the women and with a women's championship in AEW with Britt Baker and Nyla Rose. Now, I think I've turned the corner on AEW with this because I think they're trying to present Britt Baker as more of the face in this scenario, but in a fa- the anti-hero, almost the Austin way. 
and I thought that was maybe brought across a little bit better with her um, interview, which she took a huge dig at WWE uh, this past week on live television, which was pretty awesome. Um, she she, made, yeah, go ahead. She made reference to Tony Khan. Uh, it's like, oh, yeah, went out and got Andrade, who had his, his first match with Matt Seidel, picked up the win, looked really good. Kudos to Andrade as well. But uh, Britt Baker says, yeah, Tony Khan went out and spent all his blood money to get Andrade here. Maybe now he can, uh, you know, cut a deal and do a Saudi Arabia show or something like that. But a uh, definite dig at WWE. But the but, cons work with Saudi Arabia. They do business with Saudi Arabia. So it didn't make any sense. Yep. Um, but I think they are positioning her maybe in that Steve Austin type light that, you know, you don't got to cheer me. I don't really care. I don't look at good or bad. I'm just here to beat people up kind of thing. And the crowd's going to cheer anyway, as they did <laughs> during the show. So I think that's kind of what they're doing there. But over on Raw with Rhea and Charlotte, it's like, do you just want us to hate them both? Yeah. Is that the point? You just want us to to not care who wins this match. You just want us to hate both of them because you're waiting for Becky Lynch to return, which is probably evident. But I just don't understand why they had to go this route. It's it's so boring and bad. Yeah. yeah okay. Here's the thing. Rhea's coming out as champion. Yes. And that's that's why it's still heel versus heel because they want her to be champion for Becky, yeah. and they want Rhea to be the heel for Becky, and they're not going to turn Charlotte face because she doesn't work as a face, and they're not going to have someone besides Charlotte challenge Rhea because you can't because she's Charlotte and she has to always be in the title picture apparently, mm-hmm. so they they were definitely going to do Charlotte Rhea no matter what because they have to to have Charlotte at the top of the card all the time. And they weren't going to turn Charlotte heel. I mean, Charlotte face, cause she sucks as a face and they weren't going to turn Rhea face because she's going to be the champion when Becky comes back. Now, see if it were me, the way I think it should have, it's like, okay, Charlotte, fine. I'll, I'll, I'll resign myself to that, that Charlotte was going to be the challenge, but why not have Rhea play it as a face? And then she retains Becky comes out it's like, I'm going to challenge you, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, face versus face. It's awesome. And then let that be the moment that Rhea just goes just ape crazy and, and attacks Becky. Instant heel heat. Instant heel. We don't have to deal with any of this BS that we've just been through. Um, so I... I'm with you. I just, I don't know. I'm so frustrated with this. They looked like children. Yes. It was ridiculous. It was a waste of airtime. You could have given all this time to Ali versus Mansoor, and I would have been m- much more entertained. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm kind of over this. I'm ready for it to be done. Yeah. Let's get to to Money in the Bank so this can be over and we can move on to something else. <laughs> yeah. Becky. Becky. Yeah. Becky. <laughs> it's it's, it's be. got to be. Yeah. Becky. Yeah. For um, SummerSlam. Yeah. So, uh, Truth abandoning uh, Riker. Which, uh, admittingly, I was not paying a lot of attention during this match. So why don't you fill us in on this? Oh, well, this this was a, a scheduled to be a tag match. Tag team match, yeah. Right. With uh, Riker and Truth against Elias and... Oh, uh, Cedric. Cedric, that's right, that's right, that's right. And as soon as they got out there for the match... Um, 
the 24 seven stuff broke out. And oh. so, so, so truth ran to chase after the 24 seven title and left Riker by himself and Riker still wins the match pinning Cedric clean in the middle of the ring. Enjoy this. Now WWE, you got one more week of Jackson Riker getting positive piped in crowd responses before you go back to at best apathy at yeah. best. And it may be worse than that. It so get, get your one week left out of Jackson Riker and then uh, be prepared. I'll tell you who was very unhappy with this. Uh, Cedric's wife. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. 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 Big Swole. Uh, Big Swole tweeting out, okay, baby Hogan. Yeah. Uh, at Jackson Riker, which there's a bit of a double meaning in that because yes, Jackson Riker, of course, said his big inspiration and hero was Hulk Hogan, but also the fact of uh, some of the racist allegations yeah. <laughs> against Hogan and the questionable tweets from Jackson Riker. So, right. yeah, I think you're right. I think you got one week. Yeah. You got one week. Um, Apathy at best, he may outright get booed. It's like you should have flipped this. You should have flipped Riker into the heel role and put Elias back as a face. Yeah. That's how that should have played out. Yeah. This it's again, I, the decisions and because a, it's like, okay, either you're stupid for, for, for thinking of it this way in the first place or B you're stupid for thinking that the crowd is going to react differently because you're not paying attention to a, uh, the litmus test around the country right now. Um, and, and your fans, it's just very, uh, I don't know. Anyway, yeah. yeah. But let's move on to awesome stuff. And that is the new day. Kofi and returning Xavier Woods, uh, of course, taking on Bobby Lashley and MVP in a tag team match. Originally, it was supposed to be a return match with Xavier versus Bobby, but then was flipped into a tag, uh, which I'm fine with. This no was, Teddy Long needed. No Teddy Long needed. Uh, this was great. Uh, Kofi picks up the pin on MVP. Uh, which I think might lead us to a Kofi versus MVP program after the Bobby Lashley stuff at Money in the Bank. Maybe. I don't know. I kind of feel like MVP is just, he's just the uh, the supporting role for the Bobby Lashley stuff. It I don't think be. he's going to do his own thing. Could be. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I like this. I thought this was great. Good more for the build going into Kofi and Bobby Lashley at the pay-per-view, which I think is going to be a spectacular match. Uh, and yeah, so... Very interested to see what happens uh, for their to see where they go with their SummerSlam plans for Lashley. Mm-hmm. Here's um, here's what I didn't like. It was subtle, but uh, Kofi pins MVP and then MVP kicks out right after the three count. Hmm. He did that. Oh, you just barely got me. And, and actually, AJ Styles did it earlier in the night too with uh, oh, Riddle. Oh, that's right. We didn't even talk about Riddle. I, I did want to talk about Riddle. Um, but yeah, we'll come back to, to Riddle in just a second. But yeah. But the, I mean, the, Kofi hit him with Trouble in Paradise. That was his yeah. finisher. So MVP should have just laid there and took that three count. Yeah, especially he hasn't been in the ring forever. So yeah, mm-hmm. that was, yeah, you're right. I didn't catch it at the time. Uh, but you're right. Thinking about that, that that's kind of bad. That's, that's shades of old school Hogan warrior. Mm-hmm. I think, oh, yeah. you just barely got me, brother. <laughs> right. Which for Hogan Warrior, you know. Okay, that works. They're both, yeah, I at mean, the time, they were both, you know, the immovable object and um, irresistible force, basically. 
Yeah, they were both at the top. They were the top two stars. So it should be close. But here, with the number one contender and the champion's manager, it shouldn't be close. Yeah. Yeah. I was all right with it when AJ did it because it was, what, a roll-up or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Sunset flip or something. It was an awkward kind of roll-up. Yeah, it wasn't like a finisher into a pin. It was some sort of roll-up. So I was a little better with that, but yeah, it shouldn't have happened in this in this tag team intimate. Yeah, um, yeah. Let's talk about real though. Uh, you know, they open the show and they've got all the they got Miss TV, and they're bringing out the Money in the Bank entrance uh, from Raw so far. Uh, we get the obvious joke and spot with Riddle climbing the ladder when he gets in there. He's man, I am so high. Yeah, <laughs> that was predictable, but still funny and chuckly. I do love Riddle. To Mostly death. because of his delivery. Just yes. the way he, he says things. The way he says work. things is the gold here. Um, and uh, you get Omos and AJ come down. AJ still complaining that he should be in the match and all this stuff. And things to take away from this, seeing Omos standing next to that ladder really gives you a sense of how big this guy is. Uh, if AJ were in the match or if he does get in the match, I could easily see a spot of Omos putting him on his shoulders to try and grab the the briefcase. And he could probably do it. <laughs> yeah. He probably yeah. tall enough to do it. It's crazy how big Omos is. Um, but of course he pushes Riddle off the he pushes the ladder over Riddle falls down, uh, seemingly to re hurt his ankle or hurt his ankle further. I'm wondering if we are leading into this, him not being able to compete in money in the bank, giving us a surprise entry slot. Could be. Or it could be for Randy Orton to eventually come back. Into, I think that would be kind of dumb, but because um, if, if Riddle can go, I don't see why you don't give Riddle that rub. He's been fantastic. He's been mm. one of the best parts about raw. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know. We'll see. He did eventually take on um, AJ Styles, like we were mentioning. Hit him with the roll-up because of interference. Well, interference in the fact that you just had the Viking Raiders kind of pop up like uh, like gophers just for saying, like, hey. Like whack-a-mole. <laughs> whack-a-mole. And then <laughs> AJ completely freaking <laughs> <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> whack him almost. Whack him. <laughs> and then gets rolled up. Um, and, and almost, by the way, was acting like he had nowhere to go. Yeah. <laughs> they, they were on the other side of the barrier. He could yeah. have just walked around the corner of the ring. Uh, and I mean, and yeah, almost could have just taken three steps forward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yeah. But um, yeah, so interesting choices there. Um, but yeah, so interesting to see where they're going to go with this. If this is just build uh, to get us to money in the bank and, you know, drawing it out. Or if there's something to the whole ankle injury kind of thing. I, uh, okay, well, I'm going to save that. I'm going to save that uh, for here in just a second when we talk about what we loved. <laughs> something else okay. I was about to mention. But um, anyway, uh, anything else you want to highlight from Raw or anything else this week? I uh, know. All right. Well, that, folks, is our show. But again, uh, what'd you love, Steve? Uh, I could have done this last week, but thankfully he did it again. So I, I can do it this week. Uh, I love Pat McAfee rocking out to Books. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. And he was actually sitting on Michael Cole. 
<laughs> I missed that part. <laughs> he was up on the on the announce table, yeah. sitting on Michael Cole, who was bent forward on the table. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love Pat McAfee. I've loved him since. I mean, I never knew him as a football player. I don't watch football. I don't know anything about that. But since he was doing the kickoff shows, I've just really gotten a kick out of him, and I. I love him and he's been on talking smack the last two weeks instead of paul Heyman. and i know tim you don't want to hear me say this but i like it much better um wow they i mean it gotten to the point with Heyman where it was just Heyman talking all the time well that's mostly true. about roman reigns to the point where they cut back they no longer had three guests they had two guests and just gave Heyman a segment every week and that's not the purpose of this show right uh so for the past two weeks pat mcafee has been in his spot and has done a great job of being entertaining and funny while also getting the guest over um and they had three guests so uh i i love pat mcafee i hope he sticks around for as long as he wants to yes i i do agree i do like pat a lot uh and don't feel bad even if you follow football you may not have known who pat mcafee was he was a kicker um and so that's that's a position of football that isn't lauded very yeah. much as far as getting a lot of accolades unless you're like uh, a field goal kicker. And I believe he was more of a punter. So anyway, but still Hall of Fame career, I believe, in football because he well, actually I think he did both uh, field goals and punting, but he did score a lot of points. I know somebody said on commentary I don't remember who it was, but somebody made a remark about what his position was and he corrected them. He either corrected them from punter to kicker or from kicker to punter. I don't remember which one it was. Yeah. um, But anyway, love Pat McAfee. Think he's doing awesome. I hadn't had a chance to catch talking smack the past couple weeks. I didn't even realize that Heyman wasn't on there. I don't know if he's coming back. He might come back, but for the last two weeks, it's been Pat. I have to, I have to go back and check Pat out uh, because I do really enjoy his work. Um, what I loved this week was the backstage segment with uh, Matt Riddle and Damian Priest. Uh, their interactions have been very funny to me. I think that's great with the whole of them being friends in real life, obviously, but then kind of letting that bleed over. But then <laughs> he's like, everybody is Matt Riddle. Everybody out there is going to know what the three most dangerous letters in the WWE are. What's that? R.K. Bro. <laughs> Do you know how letters work? <laughs> you know how letters work? Bro is not a letter. I wish it was, but it's not. That just really tickled me uh, completely pink. I just loved it. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, again, more Matt Riddle. More Matt Riddle. <laughs> Start calling him Matt Riddle. I've heard yes. this is going to happen. Quit calling him just Riddle. Just call him Matt Riddle for Christ's sake. Agreed. Um, but yes, yeah, so that's our show. Hope you were entertained as much as we were apparently this week. <laughs> we had a lot of fun with it. Uh, let us know what you thought. You can always hit us up. Um, you can, you know, let us know what you thought of the show. Please like, share, subscribe. We do appreciate the support uh, with everyone downloading and continuing to listen. We do want to grow that audience. Uh, if you can help us out, that's great. Just takes a few seconds to like, share, maybe throw up a post. We do appreciate it to all our supporters out there. Uh, but you can find us on Twitter at plus wrestlecast. That's P L U S wrestlecast. You can find us 
myself at Timothy K. You can find Stephen at Bizarro Doom. You can find us on Facebook. Just search for the Positively Wrestling Podcast. You can also find us on any major podcasting platform. We are there up and running. Uh, just give us a chance. Tell your friends. Have a great weekend. We will see you next week. We are one week away from live crowds, and I am excited for WWE. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week here on Positively Wrestling. Afternoon.